This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. How are gender reveal parties not illegal at this point? Seriously. It's it's hard to just make a blanket law to because there's scales of gender reveal parties. There's a you can cut in a cake privately and it's fine, yeah, or yeah. you can shoot something in a field and blow it up and turn it into a cloud of blue smoke that turns into a forest fire. You're you know right, what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard to ban them outright. But there's another one. <laughs> another one of these stories about a gender reveal party gone wrong, and we shouldn't laugh because somebody died here. Yes, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the elaborate moves to just make a simple announce and how bad these things get, like how, how sideways they can go. Like I said, there's the one where you shoot the explosion in the field and it turns into there's, a forest fire. There's been multiple yes. wildfires set from gender revealed parties. It's crazy. Uh, this one is a couple, this has gone uh, viral because they got the whole thing on video. Um, couple standing in front of a lit up sign that says, Oh baby. It's got the pink and the blue balloons. A small airplane flies over the couple and does a dump, like a crop dusting Yeah, basically. Dump. It turns out they're having a girl. Yeah. It's pink dust and glitter that gets dropped over the crowd of people. And the crowd doesn't notice, but the airplanes, as the plane dips down to drop the, the, the glitter, the pink glitter all over the crowd, the, the wings of the plane rip right off, and the thing spirals and crashes over top of the crowd as everybody's cheering and clapping because yeah. they're having a girl. The cameraman follows the plane as the wings disintegrate and it goes over some trees so you don't see it hit the ground but it's obviously coming down. It's going down. down. It has no wings. Then the camera pans back and the crowd is kissing. He's bent. He's got her bent over. Yeah, the the dad and the mom are uh, to be or... Are celebrating, but you know, in that guy's defense, he was hired to capture the reaction. No, I don't blame him. It's just they're so they're so out of touch with what is actually happening. Yeah. Well, the entire the, the crowd because the plane flies over top of people, so when the wings come off, it, he's kind of behind them now. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't have even realized that that plane went down. The pilot was found in the wreckage, short distance away, treated by paramedics at the site, rushed to hospital, where he later died, according to news reports. That sucks. Not worth it. Yeah, not worth it. But I haven't seen the vi- like the video that they posted because I bet you, I bet you that the the couple's like, you know what. That turned out pretty good, all things considered. Like people love the attention so much they don't even care. We'll edit the plane crash out. Yeah, yeah. And just end it at the pink glitter. Because your hair looks amazing. <laughs> Great job. Honey. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I was surprised to see this headline. Gary Busey fled a hit and run in Malibu last week. I, I was surprised because I can't believe that Gary Busey is allowed to have a driver's license. <laughs> You saw a celebrity that, or sorry, a headline that had a blank there, and you could put any celebrity's name in. Blank caught doing a hit and run. Gary Busey might be in the top ten on that and list. And you know what? Maybe he, the reason he took off is because he doesn't have a driver's license. Maybe. I would love to see the photo on his driver's license. 
He's just a wild-looking dude, eh? Yeah, yeah. I get his, his, him, his face confused with Nick Nolte's iconic mugshot That's kind of what I'm picturing but, on yeah, his driver's license. Totally. It's kind of that disheveled, the wild eyes, the big Crazy, teeth. Crazy, yeah. Gary Busey, uh, you may recognize him from The Celebrity Apprentice. That's kind of where you got to really see his personality. He was in some great movies. Rookie of the Year? Yeah. Uh, he played Buddy Holly. Got Did lots he? of accolades for that. Mm. But uh, his latest role is Hit and Runner. He was in a parking lot, backed out, hit a woman's car. The woman started asking for his information, and Gary Busey was not very cooperative. She filmed the whole thing. We've got the audio. Listen. Be wiped out. It doesn't matter. That's not how this works. You hit my car, you have scuffs all over your car. Progressive insurance. I want the number, I want the information. Sir, you hit my car. Did you hear me? You said progressive insurance and then gets back in his car and attempts to drive away. You can't get insurance after the accident. (laughs) I I want your insurance information. All state. See you later. Figure it out. <laughs> Progressive insurance. I want your your insurance policy number. I'm private. I'm a private guy. Keeps going. It doesn't matter. You hit me. You hit my car. No, you rear-ended me. You can't hit someone and then leave. Yo, that's not okay. No way. You hit my car. <laughs> Sir, you don't get to just leave hitting someone. Dude, you can't hit someone and then just leave. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you over the Beach Boys. Beach Boys are too loud. <laughs> I, I didn't know, officer. I didn't realize she was yelling at me. Wouldn't it be nice if we were grown up? <laughs> Drives off into the sunset. <laughs> Malibu Beach. Not realizing he's done anything wrong at G- all. Gary Busey's car <laughs> drives into the sky on a rainbow. Yeah. Oh, it'd be nice. Meanwhile, he's in the ditch hitting mailboxes. <laughs> in his mind, though, yeah, there's like a rainbow. unicorns yeah. running beside his car. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. If your kids are going back to school this week, make sure you take that picture on the front porch. First day of grade, whatever it is. Sure. You got to post it on social media. Jim, as a single guy, or married guy, sorry. Sure. But childless. no kids. Yeah, childless yeah. guy. How much interest do you have in seeing pictures of other people's kids on the first day of school in your Facebook timeline? Um, how Scale much interest? of one to ten. I would say, I would say two. Maybe there's like, I like keeping track of my friends' kids and they're like, whoa, they're in grade four already. That's crazy. Uh-huh. I don't personally care about the pictures. I, I don't care if I see them or not, but I do kind of like having them in my own family. You know what yes. I mean? And then like checking them back at them later when you're, you know, 25 and yeah, you understand the whole family. it. Yeah. Yeah. You just, the, the problem is you can't stop scrolling and look at one picture of uh, a kid's first day of school 
without getting all the pictures yes. suddenly appearing in your timeline. Like it's it's like anything. If you give it any attention on yes. social media, then that's all you see for the next four or five days. I have an idea for Mark Zuckerberg or any social media runners, anybody who runs a social media company. There needs to be a button that is just like the like button, but also does not add it to your algorithm. I want a button that I would like your picture, but I want nothing to do with the rest of your right. posts. I'm just doing this to be supportive please don't be in my algorithm tomorrow. Yeah. That would be a nice button to have. Well, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, we've talked about the fact that I can't open my Instagram in public anymore because one time I may, there may have been a lady in a bikini that I... <laughs> that I stopped and admired for a second on Instagram and now all that's coming up is ladies in bikinis shaking, is that you wait a shaking their shaking their money makers is that you on the Taz and Jim account because all of the the, the suggested ones on the Taz and Jim it's ridiculous. It's boobs and butts. It's, and that must be the default because like I we I only use this to post stuff every morning and yeah, I don't here. use it to creep or search or anything like no. that. But that's the default thing. Boobs and butts. It's crazy. Like the whole homepage. Yeah, and you know I'm at. Uh, Look at. Holy cow! Every there's a single lot of them. one. I'm at the, uh, the. Oh, here's Bill Burr in downtown Halifax. The one thing other than comedians, <laughs> boobs, and butts <laughs> is it. our interests apparently in on on Instagram. But if I'm at the hockey rink and I open up Instagram, and like I'm panicked. Oh yeah. Because suddenly there's all these boobs and butts that are are. Uh, appearing in my timeline, and I have to close it really quick and make sure the parents behind me didn't see that. Yeah, it is weird. Or any in the line for anything, the Tim Hortons lineup, you know, you never yeah. know what's going to be the first thing that pops up on your algorithm. Yeah. And it's not because we're creeps. No. No. I don't know why it's showing us that stuff. I'll, I'll hit the three dots and say don't recommend. You know, sometimes I'm like, yeah. can, you, can you please stop? Because it is distracting when you're just trying to find the news. Uh-huh. But then the problem is if you're looking for boobs and butts. <laughs> now you can't find any channels. Now you can't find them. <laughs> right? How can I ever find them on the internet now? There has to be a happy medium somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, back to school. <laughs> Tangent. That took a turn. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Just a reminder, this is the week that it becomes BYOB at the liquor store. What's that? Bring your own booze to the liquor store? Bring your own bag, Jim. Oh. Remember we talked? The yeah. uh, the paper bags are becoming extinct at the LCBOs. Mm-hmm. And apparently this kicked in yesterday. Uh, but if you go this week, they may still have some paper bags kicking around. As soon as those are done, they're not getting new ones. Hmm. That's it. Mostly just for wine bottles. I guess you, if you had a six pack of like random tall boys, they would sometimes put them in a in a wide bag and yeah, roll yeah. the top down. But there's the six pack holder. As long as they still have the the carrying case, the eight pack case, I'm fine with it. And the boxes, right? Yeah. It's always nice. I I trust the boxes more than the paper bags, anyways, at the liquor store because mm. those bottles can get pretty heavy. Sure, maybe some condensation on the bottom if they sit in the back of your car for a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, tear through out. the bottom of that bag. Yeah, uh, but uh, you may want to grab as many of those as you can. Collectors' items. <laughs> Sell them on Facebook Marketplace. Weirdly enough, that is something you will see in twenty years from now and get a nostal- nostalgic hit from it and be like, "Oh, yeah. I remember those?" Y- you know what bags I miss at the liquor store? Which ones? The satchels on the bottles of Crown Royal. Hmm. 
Like the purple purple bag with the drawstring. Yeah. My dad yeah. was a bit of a drinker. I never had a shortage of marble satchels <laughs> when I was young. Used for anything, too. I think every bottle of Crown Royal used to come in a purple velvet satchel. Yeah, we had a bunch kicking around. And they were great. Marbles, yeah. you know, screws and nails, you yeah, know, in yeah. the, in the like shop. Toys. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back the satchel. Totally. I just wear them as socks. We ran out, zip them <laughs> up around the ankles. I just wear it to the beach. <laughs> a little smaller back then. No tan lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those were classy. That was class. That, yes, absolutely. I think occasionally they do do the, the Crown Royal satchels like for a special run. Around Christmas time, you can, you yeah. can still get them. But they come with two rocks glasses as well in uh-huh. the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, there's some nostalgia right there. Mm-hmm. So, I was joking, but maybe you do want to stock up on LCBO paper bags. Okay. I want to see you peacock, peacock, peacock. I want to see you peacock, Our sports guy, and away we go. Team Canada, men's basketball, off to this. This is a huge deal that I don't think people are making as big of a mention about. So Canada on Sunday qualified for the 2024 Olympics in men's basketball. First time since 2000. Canada has been in the Olympics for men's basketball. Canada has not won a medal in men's basketball at the Olympics since 1936. So we've we invented the damn sport. (laughs) We've got we've all seen the heritage moment. Yeah, (laughs) we've got some get uh, those peach baskets up there. That's it. That's it. What's the guy's James James Naismith. James Naismith. We've got some time to make up for, but the team is really coming together well, and I think people should be excited. Not only did they qualify for the Olympics, but they did it with the current tournament they're playing in still going on. Yes, so there's multiple ways to qualify in the FIBA uh, World Cup, uh, which is happening right now. One is to win the whole thing or play second. Another is to finish high enough in your region category to move forward. And the Canadians won A because... Or the Canadians advanced A because they've been playing really well, but B, a lot of the other teams in the Americas have lost. So Puerto Rico, Brazil, uh, Dominican Republic, they all lost. They have been eliminated from the tournament. So even though Canada is still playing and could still win it all, it doesn't matter. They've already qualified, so it's like a double win. But right now, we are looking at potentially a Canada-United States you know, matchup at some point in this tournament, which could be a lot of fun because people are looking at Canada as the team that people do not want to play. When you look at the NBA, the country outside of the United States that has the most NBA players is Canada. And we're doing this without Jamal Murray, some other guys who have just played a lot of basketball who will be ready to go when the Olympics comes around but aren't playing right now. So obviously Jamal Murray, NBA superstar, Kitchener-Waterloo native, he will be playing in the Olympics. That's the expectation. The reason he's not playing this time around is because he just won the NBA title with Denver, played a long season, but it became after he had a knee injury. So he missed a whole season with a knee injury. So for his health and moving forward, uh, they decided not to have him participate. As it turns out, they didn't even need him, but you add him 
to this yeah. roster because he wanted to play. He wanted to be there. You add him to this roster, and you have a team that is lethal. Let's go, Canada. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I'm just a little off today. Uh, yesterday afternoon, I felt something coming on. I'm like, am I getting a cold before my kids even go back to school? Mm. I was expecting to get sick in the next couple weeks once those snot bags get into the classrooms. Yeah, yeah. Bring everything home with them. But apparently our big family weekend going to the most populated spots in Ontario finally caught up with me. Canada's Wonderland and the CNE. CNE, shoulder to shoulder, yeah. yeah. And then the Pierside Pub in Port Stanley. Yeah, yeah. On uh, Sunday night. So. I saw I saw the look in your eye. Ta- when Taz gets sick, he turns into Taz P.I., where he looks around and says, who else in the building is sick? And yeah. Nelson, our producer, was sick yesterday. And I, as soon as he said he was sick, I saw a look in but your eye of, of danger. He is not sick with a cold. He has an ear infection. Ah, okay. And he got that. He's like a marathon guy, like a, a multi-sport marathon triathlon. So he was doing some swimming in one of the Great Lakes, and he got an ear infection, swimmer's ear. Oh, okay. So I okay. don't think it was Nelson. I I think this one is on me. Okay. I'm not going to blame you. I'm I just right now. I was around too many people on mm-hmm. the weekend, and from what I hear, it's already starting to go around. Here we go. My wife. Uh, uh, She's trying to do something nice, so I, I couldn't I couldn't complain, but I was in bed last night okay. trying to go to sleep, and she came in with a mug, and she's like, here, I made this for you, and I was expecting, oh, it's a nice... Uh, Brandy? You know, peppermint tea or something oh. to, to help me uh, with my sore throat and help me calm down a bit. She's like, it's a flu bomb. I'm like, what's a flu bomb? Hmm. And she said, oh, it's this doctor, and she is natural remedies. It's turmeric, uh, lemon, I think there was some uh, honey in there, and garlic made into like a tea. Like yeah, a garlic yeah, yeah. tea. So not necessarily... Like, I feel like when you eat garlic, it does open up your nasal cavities to a certain extent, so I could see it kind of working, but it doesn't sound appetizing and in I, a drink form. I said, Who's, is this doctor, like, is this a real doctor or is this a TikTok doctor? <laughs> and then she got mad. She's like, fine, I was just trying to do something nice for you. She started leaving. I'm like, come back, come back. I'll drink the flu bomb. Yeah, yeah. So I spent like, she's like, just drink it fast. I'm like, it's boiling hot. <laughs> it's steaming. This is not like doing a shot. <laughs> so I sipped on that thing, the garlic tea, yeah. for 10, 15 minutes as she watched. And I had to pretend that it wasn't the most disgusting thing I've ever drank. Hmm. Um, did it work? I guess time will tell. I think I have to drink a, a flu bomb uh, once a day for the next three days, according to this doctor for it to work. <laughs> three days? Isn't that the normal course of cold runs in the first place? Three days. I'm gonna How be, convenient. Is it coming out of my pores? Can you smell my breath from over there, Jim? Not yet. Yeah. needs more garlic. More garlic tea. Uh, I'll let you know if it works, though. Okay. Wives, they got a potion for everything. I'm surprised she didn't make you drink apple cider vinegar. That's usually in there, too. Uh, maybe today, if I don't improve, she'll get the essential oils out, Jim. Oh. The Taz and Jim Podcast. We were just talking about TV shows and the fact this writer's strike is going on. Maybe you're going to have to go back into the well and watch some shows 
that are older, but you missed the first time they were on TV or, or released on streaming services. And Jim, you made a joke that finally you're going to get caught up on Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. And we got this text message from one of our listeners. Hi, Taz and Jim. Just heard you talking about Gilligan's Island and wondering if they ever got off that crazy island. My husband used to get so upset about that very thing as a child, his parents had to take him to a child psychologist. This is not a joke. Whoa. Joanne is the lady who sent us that. I had to call Joanne and find out more (laughs) about her husband's obsession (laughs) with Gilligan's Island. Hi, Joanne. Hi, Cousin Jim. (laughs) <laughs> so, as a kid, he would be so concerned that that yeah. three-hour tour went in the wrong direction that he would lose sleep over it? Oh, it, apparently he had temper tantrums and everything about it. He couldn't understand how Gilligan could make a telephone and make all these different things, but he couldn't work out how to get off the island. I mean, he's got a point. Yeah, there, it was pretty crazy that they couldn't get off. Well, the professor was always like putting together like these big inventions, and yeah. they had like electricity. The Harlem Globetrotters are on the island one yeah. week, and but then you can't make a raft and a sail. They're gone. Is this exactly what he said? So he got so bad as his parents had to take him to a child psychologist about it. And when CHCH did the reruns. Because um, it was it's on in the afternoon. I had to switch off because he couldn't even watch it in his later years. As well, an adult, he was having flashbacks <laughs> yeah, of being yeah, a child. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get off the island, the show is over. Yeah, it's like Mash. I mentioned Mash too. If they get out of the POW camp, Mash is over as yeah. well. you got it. it always has to reset at the end. Mm-hmm. So uh, he would tune in weekly. <laughs> expecting, like, this is the week. I think they're finally going to get off the island. (laughs) When, at the end of the episode, they're still stuck on the island, he'd start screaming and yelling. (laughs) We're so close! (laughs) Call the psychologist. All right. (laughs) Did he ever watch Lost? Uh oh! <laughs> no, I don't think. Yeah, so. anything are still frustrated with that. One. Anything with people stranded on an island, your husband has to stay away from. <laughs> After that, he's stuck with true crime. <laughs> <laughs> Joanne, thank you for that story. That I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> kids can be obsessive, true. right? You get obsessed with something; it's tough to get it out of your mm-hmm. mind when you're a child. Absolutely. We're glad that psychologist did did their job and and your husband was able to become a functioning member of society as an adult. (laughs) And thank you for listening to the Taz and Jim show. Love it. Thanks, Joanne. Imagine that. (laughs) What a great time to be a psychologist, though, just to hear those stories. That's a fun one. You know, there's a lot of terrible stories you're going to hear. That's a fun one to work through. Yeah. What kind of trauma have you suffered, young man? Oh, at the end of Gilligan's Island, they're always stuck on that damn island. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, We've been getting messages from some of our listeners about an item that is for sale on Facebook Marketplace in London, Ontario. Jim, what's the description here? Um, It's a Mazda-looking onion ring just cooked on Sunday evening. Is That's all it says, and there's a picture of the onion ring. So we all know what an onion ring looks like. It's round. It's round, it's battered. But this one, in the middle, there was like a, a piece of onion that went through the middle of it, so it actually looks like... 
the hood ornament of a Mazda car or yeah, like yeah. the Mazda symbol with the that logo. The little stylized M. Kind of. Now, the price is $5,000 is what he set it at. So it's got to be a real passionate Mazda fan to, to buy this one. Yeah, or a collector of onion rings that are shaped like things. Sure, you, know, you, you have you a got, BMW? <laughs> you get two different markets there. Yeah, yeah. You could have like five onion rings that look like the Olympic symbol, you know what I mean, that all molded together or something like that. That'd yeah. be cool. Well, I looked it up. I, 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 out of curiosity, I saw this and I thought, like, what are some other... Funny foods that have gone for sale on eBay. The one that started it all, first one I remember, is the grilled cheese with Jesus in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the toast. I don't know if that went for sale. Oh, there it is. The Virgin Mary toast. Oh, the Virgin Mary. So Virgin Mary. Yeah, because that happened. I was working in Kingston at the time. The Virgin Mary toast sold, and someone bought that for a lot of money. Yeah, $28,000. And then we had a listener call in who said he had a fish stick that was shaped like Jesus. And it actually sold as well for not as much as the Mary Toast, but our listeners sold the Jesus fish stick wow. for, for thousands of dollars, and it became like a national news story. Really? Yeah. Well, Jesus fish, they go hand in hand, right? That yeah, kind of yeah. makes sense. You, you know, you teach a man to batter fish. <laughs> And he'll never, never go saying? hungry. Never you go hungry. A, you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach a man to fish. Teach a man. He eats for a lifetime. Teach a man to sell fish sticks shaped like stuff for thousands of dollars on social media <laughs> yeah. to suckers. He'll never go hungry. There's another one. A Cheeto, a hot spicy Cheeto that's shaped like Harambe, that gorilla who was tragically mm. shot after the baby uh, fell in there. <laughs> that sold for almost $100,000? $99,900. So it, it's worth a shot. If exactly. you find some food that looks like anything, who's buying this? I, I, the, I think the Mary Toast was, there was a website out of, Quebec, a gambling website, I think. Just uh, doing it for pure, pure press? Golden Palace? Yeah, that, yeah. I want to say goldenpalace.com. I think so. Was buying all these things and, and uh, just getting their name on the news story. It's Game publicity. It can be worth it, depending on how much you pay. Uh, there's some other stuff. Can't believe that Harambe Cheeto went for <laughs> almost a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. There was a saltine cracker that was on the Titanic that went for twenty thousand dollars. Okay, that's different though. That's cool. That's a part of history, but it is just a saltine cracker. Tr- cracker, twenty three thousand dollars on the emergency kit on board of one of the lifeboats. Oh, okay, yeah, because how did that thing not <laughs> a pretty dissolve. soggy cracker? Cracker once James Cameron gets down there. Uh, there's also uh, a piece of Charles, uh, Charles and Diana's wedding cake that went for, how much would you guess? Cause I feel like they got a bargain on this one, not to give away too many hints. Uh, 10,000. $2,500. 2,000? That's something that you could probably sell if the it's in Harambe good shape. The Harambe Cheeto went for a hundred grand. 